Welcome to the podcast from the Temple. I'm Rabbi Peter Berg. And I'm Rabbi Lauren Filson Lapidus. This episode is brought to you by the Temple, Atlanta's oldest and youngest synagogue. Good afternoon, Peter. How are you? I am doing great. And how are you doing? I'm pretty good. Um, so Elul starts this week, the month that precedes Rosh Hashanah. So oh. I think my blood pressure went up a few points. And uh, I don't know. How are you doing? Yeah, I mean, usually, you know, Elul, we're focused on, you know, our, our temple preparations would be sermon writing, I guess. And our, you know, there's internal, you know, our actual Elul, you know, teshuva preparations. But I we're kind of working on other things right now. What else could be going on? I have no idea. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, it's true. We are, because of the virtual High Holy Days, which is really a lot of the subject of today's podcast, there's a lot of um, advanced deadlines. We have to do things at a faster pace and have them ready beforehand um, and also still write the sermons. Right. You know, it's on some level, it's, it's like starting all over. It, remember, it reminds me of my first student pulpit where you had to learn everything and it's, um, we're kind of, um, it won't feel like this for, the, for people participating, but for us in the preparation pro- process with all of the cameras, and it's really, uh, it feels new. That is a great, uh, a great metaphor, because I'm now thinking back to my first student pulpit where I had um, the union prayer book that I had not ever used or led out of or knew about until my second year pulpit. Um, that was an experience. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, and there we did everything soup to nuts, and and it's kind of the same here. You know, we are uh, we're, we're we're we're, but it, you know what? I am I, the don't more have to I can't call Nidre. <laughs> I don't have to can't call Nidre. Thank you know, thankfully for for the congregation's sake. But I am getting more and more excited. Like the more time passes, like this is an unbelievable opportunity for us. I think people are going to love it. Um, it. It's it's um, it's fresh. It's different, it's unique, and we're doing something that I think most people aren't able to do. Uh, we're, we're making it engaging. Mm-hmm. We have learned a lot about technology, and I think that you know, if in March we were sort of looking around going, oh my gosh, what can we do and can we do this? And now I think we're focused more on the how we're gonna do it and how do we do it well. And we're very blessed to have some amazing resources, both um, that come with being a large congregation and being in the city of Atlanta and our staff. Um, today, we're, we're looking at rough cuts of um, a video introducing everyone to, to the High Holy Days. And a lot of it, um, we're seeing technology, which we've said so many negative things about in the past. Um, we're now really looking to it as the thing that's going to hold us up. Exactly. It's fine. I can't wait for everyone to see the video. You know, there's so much that we're, we're doing. We, um, well, we, we, we have Dan Fishman, who is doing all of our AV work now at the temple, and he's here all the time, um, you know, helping us put it together. There's more equipment in the sanctuary that, that I have never seen and don't understand. Uh, you know, there's like there's 300 pieces of equipment in there. And you don't touch any of them because then we won't figure out how to plug them back in. But right, it looks. I, I mean, it looks like a Hollywood studio. It does, and you know, we've started doing b'nai mitzvah, a very limited uh, number in the sanctuary. But um, what I tell families is, when you walk in, it's going to feel like you're in a TV studio because we really are learning that 
Um, whereas before, worship was for primarily for the people in the room, and then those who were watching via live stream could, could watch from afar. Now it's actually almost the reverse, where everything that we're doing is mindful of people who are watching from afar. The people who are in the room, it's like watching right. a live sporting event. You're, you're watching, but it's not curated for you. Yeah, you said it right. It's the opposite. So it's a strange thing to get used to. And people, you know, people are interested to know, and, you'll, and they'll see it on the screens, um, that we have uh, built four plexiglass uh, protective booths um, so that um, the cantor can stand and sing and the um, rabbis can be separated from each other and from a bar and bat mitzvah student. Um, but on the camera, it looks totally normal. So it's really pretty, it's pretty neat. As we think about in this month of Elul, I know that you and I are working a lot of, on the kind of behind the scenes preparations to um, be ready to, to broadcast uh, come September 18th. But when you think about sort of the spiritual preparations that go into being ready for a High Holy Days when most of us are not thinking about travel, we're not getting ready to host dinners, we're not, um, we may not even have to worry about what we wear, um, a lot of the cultural kind of surrounding pieces of the High Holy Days, I know I'm starting to realize are missing. Um, what do you think we should be thinking about in this month to prepare? Yeah, well, I, you know, one is I think, um, and I, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna give too much away, but I will talk about it a little bit on Erev Rosh Hashanah. You know, I do think it's, it's important for us to, to pause and to think about um, the, the blessings in our lives even during this challenging time? What, like, what have we learned from this, this moment that um, we can apply to the year that passed and the year that is to come? And I, I think that reflective work, you know, the, the teshuva work is, is there's, a, there's an added component to it this year. Um, one of the ways I like to prepare each year is to spend some time on Psalm 27 because there's a real uh, teshuva element there. Um, my friend, um, Rabbi Deborah Robbins, wrote this beautiful book about Psalm 27. Which, um, I just actually Amazoned it. It arrives oh, it's, tomorrow. It's okay. so exceptional. And um, uh, it's such a great way to do your own inventory, um, you know, do your own preparation. Sometimes it's hard to get started. And th this book is really like a really guided way to, to work through Elul, through this preparatory month. That's beautiful. I know that for me, I often... Um, come to this time and in my reflections, I'm thinking a lot about the challenges of um, working parenthood and did I spend enough time? Did I give enough time? And it's very interesting to be reflecting right now about how I'm using this gift of time in the same home as my kids. Um, you know, we had this unexpected gift and at the same time, um, I think that our teshuva then is is coming from a place of closeness rather than than wanting more time. Um, yeah. And I've been thinking about it a lot also because for Yom Kippur afternoon, we're doing this healing service, you know, really focused on just this idea of healing of body and mind and soul and not all COVID related. But I've been thinking a lot about just the strain that kind of each generation is under as we're pulled in different directions. And so like you and I have kids at home and we, you know, we're, we're working and we have all these things going on. Um, but then the, the generations above us, their lives have become very quiet in many cases as they're trying to stay safe. And so their need for healing is very different. Um, yeah. They're seeking something else. Yeah. 
you know, I do think there will be some congregations in the world who are just going to open up the book and read through it as if nothing changed. And, um, you know, it's, they're going to miss an opportunity. This is, uh, we have to face this moment head on. And I, um, uh, so I think the Yom Kippur afternoon service is going to be one of many opportunities that we have uh, to be able to do this. You, you have to imagine the rabbis a hundred years ago um, with, when there was a, pandemic and the same the same type of issue you know that, that they they made that that 10 day high holy day period come alive in that moment that's what we're trying to do here uh, and you'll see it weaved all throughout the services throughout the month of elul and each service will have a component to help us um, face the challenges that are before us but also and i think people will get this from the video that we send out there's an optimistic tone to it because mm -hmm. You know, Hatikva is the Jewish theme. It's all about hope. Beautiful. Um, we have a, a website that will be coming alive, I think, on Monday. Um, and it's uh, www.thetemple.org backslash high hyphen holy hyphen days. We do love our hyphens at the temple. Um, but there people will get to start to see a, a virtual interactive platform. Yeah. Um, we're actually going to be encouraging people to chat during services and encouraging people to post um, about how they're doing um, in a way that, that we sort of do a little bit on Fridays, but, but not to this level. Yeah, the, and the, the closer we get through Elul to the, the High Holy Days themselves, the more interactive it will become. But there'll be opportunities, for example, to uh, take a picture of a baby that was born this year or uh, to chat about your wishes and hopes for the new year. Um, it, it, um, our High Holy Days will not just be a simple Zoom link and feel like another meeting. It's going to feel like um, an interactive, unique temple experience. We know you can't be here in the building, but we want the next best thing. It's very, very true. And I think there are some silver linings that come with, um, that come with a virtual High Holy Days. Uh, you don't have to wonder where to park. I know that for me, I'm not wondering um, if my kids are behaving um, and who's going to sit with them at services. Um, there are some, um, some logistical pieces that we won't have in our lives this year but I think that absence makes the heart grow fonder. And so I'm very curious in my optimistic moments of next year when we have the ability to be together, um, what are we gonna keep and what are we going to, to return to? Yeah, I think that's the question, not just about the High Holy Days, but it's, it's actually a question about Jewish life in general. I think Jewish institutions have to be asking that question, what changes and what stays the same? And you know, uh, there are certain things that have changed forever. And some of them are good. We've been working at it for a long time. There's some liturgical worship changes that we thought were going to take 10 more years that just happened. I've been coming, I'm, I'm wearing a tie today because I had a life cycle event, but I've been coming pretty casual all summer to the temple. And I, I think we can keep that on, a, on certain days of the week. Probably, although I, that's going to require some shopping because I, I think I own suits and yeah. yoga pants there's not exactly. a lot in between. Sunday, sunday school in person was my least favorite day because i never knew quite exactly how to hold that middle ground but it's true i think um you know we've given a lot more access also to our homes um i think everyone knows what the closet behind me uh looks like because <laughs> i'm always zooming from the same spot and um i think that that there are some pieces that we will certainly learn from 
Um, and we're excited to, to bring everyone along on the journey. Uh, this is a brief podcast episode because we really hope that you will send into podcast at the-temple.org your questions about the High Holy Days, the logistics, the spirituality, the preparations, um, and share with us kind of what you're thinking about this year because um, we really, part of this podcast is to feel connected and to, to give us all a chance to, to do some reflecting. Absolutely. You know, one other thing I thought of, and uh, maybe this could be our, our last item because you closed so nicely, is to, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I think Elul also gives us the opportunity to think about how we want to prepare ourselves for a virtual High Holy Day experience. We're, we're going to do a lot of the hard work here at the temple, but I mean in terms of setting up your space. How do you make your home feel like uh, a sanctuary and not you know, with a laundry pile in the room. And, and you know, I, so I want to encourage people to really, um, you know, designate a space to, to make it nice. Uh, it could be the living room, it could be, um, but to, you know, when it comes time, you know, turn off the phones, um, um, you know, maybe put some flowers there, you know, so something to really make it feel special and like the kind of, uh, you know, worship experience that's worthy. Uh, so, uh, and that, you know, it's true you could wear your pajamas to the high holy days this year but um, you certainly don't have to dress fancy or formal and wear you know high heeled shoes and a tie and all that but but i think you know it, you know to to dress up a little bit even when we're at home will give the holiday a feeling um, that it's a special day mm -hmm. We really are all putting into practice this idea we talk about, which is our homes are a mikdash me'at. They're a small sanctuary, they're yeah. a small synagogue. And it is a chance to really try to live that out. And, um, you know, this is a chance also to think about the items in your home that bring meaning. Um, and you know, even photographs can be a, a great way to, to warm up a space. Sure. Um, so you know, it's beautiful. Come with candlesticks and kiddush cups and... Uh, if you have a shofar, bring it. You know, we're going to, we, we can all participate. In that way. Definitely, definitely. And, um, you know, we were talking, I, I was talking with someone about High Holy Day food and just the challenge of cooking for one or two. And because um, it's like Thanksgiving, sometimes it's hard to scale. And I said, you know, maybe find a friend and you cook the matzo ball soup and they cook something else and everybody sort of packages it up. And, um, you know, we have the chance to still reach out safely from a social distance. Um, and help one another out. Absolutely. Um, something new we'll have this High Holy Days also is a cantorial intern. So tune in next week to meet Mike Jarvis, who is a student at Hebrew Union College and who will be joining our congregation throughout this year. Um, and you'll hear a little bit about him yeah. and his story. We're so excited to welcome him. He'll be with us uh, for a whole year. Not every, not every week, but you know, different times and places. And it'll be nice to have a, um, another voice to join with Cantor Hartman. That's so true. So this has been another episode of The Podcast at The Temple. Where we inspire lives. And transform our world.